Connell Tribune, 17th of January 2021. A tomb, baby home scandal, and a brother I never knew. I have a brother. Well, I had a brother. I never met or knew him. In fact, he died before I was born. He was only two years of age. Not sure what he died from, but child mortality was still high in the 1940s. A more unusual fact is that I didn't know about him till I was well into my own 40s. To say it was a shock to the system at that stage would be an understatement. We had a small family, just two sisters, and suddenly I found out that I had an older brother. All those years growing up in tough urban streets without an elder brother to help you when the local bully harassed you. All my mates had six or seven brothers as families did before there was TV or Neil McCafferty brought the condoms and the train from Dublin. When the ten-year-old street urchin punched you and you ran home to mommy with blood in your nose and tears running down your cheeks, that feeling that you were on your own, it wasn't fair. Why don't I have a brother, mommy? Little did I know that for all those years I did have an older brother. What was he like? What was his name? Why did he die? Where is he buried? Many, many questions and no answers. Well, that was until a Scottish aunt sat down one night for a cup of tea while she was in the annual holidays during the Glasgow Fair. She started to unravel the mystery of my elder brother. It was heartbreaking stuff. My mum, her younger sister, was only 18, unmarried yet and carrying a baby while working in Derry. But during World War II and the streets of Derry were full of American soldiers. Maybe, although probably not, one night of fun but just a brother as a cantankerous old great auntie suggested to mum one day when I was small. Go on back into Derry and hang out with the Yanks. Mary Jane had a job in the post office and thought she was important and owed the British something. Years later when I knew better I heard her explain to mum Go on back throwing stones in Derry. A cryptic message. The old grand aunt had a long memory. The little boy came along, black curly hair like myself. Apparently, coincidentally, the crabbed old auntie used to say my black curly hair came from her side of the family, but she never mentioned the brother. He came along and lived a short life in the old cottage. How they managed in that wee house, just a lower bedroom, a small bedroom attached to the kitchen, a saddle bed, which served as a settee of sorts during the day, and a sort of multiple bed to sleep the growing family at night. A tight fit but cosy and warm, adjacent to the turf fire which never went out, and the baby in the midst of all. Five young sisters fixated by the new arrival, two brothers indifferent, Indeed, one pompous bastard who was totally obnoxious about the situation and followed the line of the old aunt. Go on back to Derry and take the baby with you. Bringing disgrace in the family. And this holy Joe and altar real liquor continued his diatribe to my mum as if she was an on person. His expressions riddled with expletives. His holier-than-thou attitude would epitomise his life of possible celibacy and companionless. He had no sympathy for my mum. Maybe he didn't know any better and was just a symptom of the times that were in it. It was 1946 and the confessional free state dominated by right-wing politics and the church. 
1937 constitution spelled out the place for women in our new independent state, not to engage in labour, to neglect duties in the home. My mum didn't find solace in the bosom of her home by a vindictive brother. Her time with my older brother was short. He lived just two short years and succumbed to whatever virus was prevalent at the time. When she buried the little boy in a shoebox in the corner of the grave, a little bit of her heart died with him. She was lucky in a way, 6% of all child deaths resulted in the death of the mother as well, and she would lose twins at birth a decade later. Even worse life expectancy for adults was only 58 years. My granny had died aged 37, having her 14th child in 1937, and six other children predeceased her. Mum left home in the bitterness of a dysfunctional sibling, did indeed go on into Derry, and indeed further afield along with Dad to the bigoted sectarian cesspit of Belfast. It led to a 60-year sojourn before she finally returned in her final years. While Belfast was her de facto home for a lifetime, that wee blacksmith's cottage in Doon was her home, despite the memories it held. I used to see her walk the graveyard in Termin on her own. Was she searching for a little bit of her which had lain there all those years in an unmarked grave? She never talked about it until the night her sister told us the story. She was a victim of the times that were in it. The years when women were treated almost as inferior. The years that have been brought into focus in the past week. While not exactly a comparable situation, What we have been listening to in the news and reading about in the press and social media was this disgraceful period in our history when women were treated abysmally, when babies were buried in the Tume home and countless other similar places around the country, when the Magdalene laundries run by holy orders were nothing less than cheap labour for many big companies throughout the country who availed of a corrupt system which shames us all. A government report released last week on the Commission of Investigation into Muller and Baby Homes made for startling reading. Judge Yvonne Murphy revealed that 9,000 babies died in these homes in the first 80 years since independence. Nearly 60,000 women spent time in these places. What an abhorrence for the women volunteers a come to man who fought in the struggle for independence to find that the republic they fought for morphed into a conservative church-ridden state which treated some women abhorrently. What happened to the ideals of the proclamation to treat all citizens of the nation equally? From the 1920s to the 60s, from free state to republic, it was a different world. We had freedom and independence, but it wasn't the republic that the Revolutionary Army fought for. The right-wing reactionaries were the, those who signed the treaty, created a society which reflected their position in the society. The Comnegale government post-Civil War ruled over a conservative society moulded in the ideals of a church which represented a majority of Catholic thinking. That it didn't represent a majority of those who fought in the struggle to attain independence is highlighted by many of the great advanced thinkers of the period who had been killed from 16 to 23. 10,000 were in jails, possibly 20,000 emigrated to the US. While we all know that 16 were executed after Easter week by the British, 
not so well known as the 77, were executed by the Free State Government during the Civil War. Many who would have become local leaders in the new society, men and women who would have directed the new state in a different direction. Those with a social conscience, socialist thinkers like Connolly, Mellows and Markovich, would have been visited with the scandalous situation highlighted in last week's report if the ideals of the revolutionary period had transferred to the post-independence period. We shall never know. While the six counties morphed into a Protestant state for a Protestant people, the free state morphed into a Catholic church-dominated state, which let the disgusting spectacle of places like the Tomb Baby Home exist condoned or at least accepted by many in society. It also has to be said that the Protestant churches had allowed such homes to exist in the early days of the 20th century while still under British rule. No one was as with without stain on their souls. Governments, church, well-to-do families who turned a blind eye, boyfriends or fathers of the children who didn't stand with the women against the mores existed in society at the time. It was almost as if we went back in time when landlords exercised certain rights towards their tenants. Right up until the 1950s, society was as corrupt and backward as it was possible. Dr. Noel Brown's challenge to the church and state over the Mother and Child Act in the 50s personifies how long it took us to morph into a relatively modern society. Recently I watched a great film by Ken Loach again, Jimmy's Hall, personified what exactly went wrong in our republic after independence. Set in Leitrim in the 1930s, former Republican Jimmy Gralton, who like many left for the US after the Civil War, returned to find a conservative church-dominated society led by Fianna Fáil, which differed a little from the previous regime. Gralton, a Republican socialist if not communist, is claimed by the bishop organised the local community and rebuilt the local hall for dancing and educational activities to the anger of the bishop, who seen Galton challenging his authority. All aspects of society became involved. The IRA and the Free State Army, with a former army officer abusing his daughter for supporting Galton. A former girlfriend of Galton's, an unmarried mother, was also abused from the altar, along with a soldier's daughter. Women again the victims in the holy conservative society which emerged after independence. Gralton, who had been radicalised in prohibition in the Great Depression times in the US, was depressed and defiant to see the dreams of a republic were drowned in conservatism. While the community backed Gralton to the hilt, the church and state had the final say, and he's still the only Irishman ever deported from his own country. What kind of society did we have in the 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s? Last week's report stretches to 3,000 pages. That's a lot of reading and digesting and that. It contains a lot of stuff which is hard to accept. We all know it was wrong, but at the same time can we put modern mores onto times 70, 80 or 90 years ago? In fact, what was acceptable sometimes only 20 or 30 years ago isn't acceptable now. Black Lives Matter now, they didn't in 1960s America. Nigger, Fenior, Orange Bastard, Queer, Disabled, Dwarf, Mentally Handicapped, Illegitimate, 
All words are terms not acceptable in modern society, yet at one time socially acceptable. Sexist, racist or homophobic usage at one time was totally acceptable. Can we put the values of today in 1940s Ireland? Or can we accept that that was done then was the best thing for society, or at least what they believed? We also have to accept that there were many people, lay and clerical, official and volunteers, who did their best in difficult circumstances. In the midst of horrific times, there were many great priests and nuns who gave of themselves within inner city, working class areas which had nothing. They deserved nothing but praise, just as those in authority who abused their position deserved to have their story preserved for posterity so that it could never happen again. The final sorry saga was the Magdalene Laundries. They existed for over 200 years. Named after the fabled Mary Magdalene, the reference is obvious. They became presents of sorts with the women working long days for little pay, cleaning the laundry for many reputable businesses throughout Ireland. In 1975, the world-famous Ashford Castle received an award for the best hotel in the country. It had a 40-year association with the Magdalene Laundries. State institutions also used the laundries. Departments of Finance, <coughs> Education, Leinster House, Land Commission, Kilmainham, Jervis and Crumlin Hospitals. The women were worked like slaves for a pittance as the companies and departments had their laundry processed at well below the going rate, an Irish solution to an Irish problem. Both Peter Mullins, Magdalene Sisters and Frank McCourt's Angela's Isis highlighted a dark time in Irish society. Both received European Film Awards. They were also deemed controversial in their time in society, maybe not ready to accept the way things were. Thankfully, we have moved forward big time. And the release of the Commissioner's report last week has exposed a scandal of tremendous proportions. For the 978 babies buried in a septic tank in the Tume home, it's a scant reward.